Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Please take your seats. School is now in session. Welcome to Homeschool Podcast. Homeschool. The Homeschool Podcast. Why? Because it was homeschool. It's time to document the journey. Welcome back to Homeschool Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, let's do this, everybody. We're going to knock this out. I'm not going to take too much of your time today because I can't handle uh, being down here in this in this sauna for very, very long. I'm coming at you from Los Angeles, California, and we are having a heat wave this week. We had a heat wave last week, and we got one this week. But last week, uh, I was out of town. So, by the way, I want to give a big thank you to everybody who came out to the shows in Little Rock, Arkansas. I did seven shows last week, and um, some really cool people uh, came out to the shows. I met some great people. My first time doing that club, the Looney Bin in Arkansas. Everybody that works there, their entire staff, really cool. Made some new friends. And everybody who came to the shows, very nice people, very nice people. Um, And here's what I got coming up for you guys. By the way, we're going to do this podcast. It isn't going to be a long one, but I do have something I want to talk to you guys about. And it has to do with consistency, touring, moving up. Um, A lot of stuff that we've talked about before on the podcast, but if you're an artist stand-up comedian or anybody trying to move up in whatever field you're in, I think this would be good to listen to. So here's what I got coming up. Um, You guys can see me next week. I will be in Nebraska. I got one show in Omaha and one show in Lincoln, Nebraska. So uh, it's uh, it's September. I keep wanting to say October because I got dates there too. Let me get this right. It's September 15th. Omaha, Nebraska, and then September 16th, I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska. So for those of you that uh, are in Lincoln and don't want to drive all the way to Omaha or vice versa, I got options for both. It's at the Backswing Brewing Company, which is great. I did I did their Lincoln location last year. We sold it out. It was fantastic. This year, I'm like wondering if I should have just done one show again because uh, um, each show is like half full. So I'm like, shit, I should have done a whole one. But, you know, we got a week left. So hopefully if you guys are in Nebraska, you come out and you buy a ticket, I guarantee you you're going to enjoy the show. 
And then besides that, right, right the following month, October 7th and 8th, I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. To be more specific, I'm a little outside of Boston. The first show on October 7th, I'm actually in Worcester, Massachusetts. And then October 8th, I am in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Really excited about that. If any of you know me at all, I'm a big Patriots guy, and I'm performing right outside Gillette Stadium. I'm actually performing on Patriots Place. Uh, from the from the venue I'm performing in, you can look out and see Gillette Stadium if you stuck your head out the door. So that's going to be fucking awesome. So Foxborough people show up, and um, Massachusetts is my favorite. I lived in like the Worcester area for like two years uh, before I did stand-up, and if I if 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 uh, if I could, I would move back there. It's a little too expensive for me, but I would. I I just absolutely love it. The best comics in the in in the world that are working today, a lot of them came out of fucking Boston, Massachusetts. I'm excited to go back. But anyway, that's October seventh and eighth. Um, November so far, I don't have much, and I want to trying to keep it that way. November, I've got one gig the day before Thanksgiving, which is actually in Hollywood, and um, those tickets are on sale. And then, let's see, um, and then I got uh, New Year's Eve weekend, so the 29th through the 31st, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. Those tickets are not for sale yet, but they will be soon. But all the other shows that I just mentioned, the tickets are up and available to buy. You can go to homeschooledpod.com. Again, that's homeschooledpod.com or augustinocomedian.com. You click on tour, and uh, all the shows are there. Grab some tickets. Live entertainment. I don't come to your town too often. So if I'm there, let's get together, guys. Let's get together. Thank you guys for supporting the Homeschool Podcast. We know you got a lot of options out there for podcasts. Here's what we're going to talk about today. Um, I mentioned consistency and moving up and getting work and all that stuff. And, you know, a couple episodes ago, we did a whole episode on, like, how to get booked and how to get somebody to take you on the road with them. Um and all that stuff. So, uh, I want to talk to you now about getting booked. Okay. And how to keep your calendar going. Um, a goal for me, a goal for me is to have like two gigs a month. So this way I can just, if I had two gigs a month, I can solely live off of being a stand-up comedian. Some by, by like next summer, Oh, excuse me. By next summer, I, want to probably move out of Los Angeles or, you know, not 100%, but at least move my wife and my dog to a safer neighborhood, a more affordable neighborhood where we're not dealing with this, uh, guys, 110 degrees where I live. Some of my buddies live deeper in the valley. It was 122 today. Uh, I mean, if you go to the beach, it's nice, but not everybody can get to the beach every single day. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot. And, and, you know, my wife and I, especially her, preferred a climate of rain. She likes to hike foresty type stuff. So, you know, she wanted to move to Portland originally, but now we're looking at other areas and surrounding areas that are a little bit more affordable. But but the point is, is that I'll be a little less here in L.A. I'll st- I just got to get my family to a safer place and in an affordable place, and I'll still come back and forth. I could still stay with my parents. I could still stay at many friends' house, or I might even keep an apartment here just to come back and still work the, the L.A. clubs and still remain an L.A. comedian. But anyway, what will allow me to do that is to achieve my goals by minimum having two gigs a month. And I've actually done pretty decent this year. Some gigs I had two or three. Some months I had two or three gigs. And um, 
and a couple I only have one, so a couple I only have one, which is still great. I ain't complaining. You know, if I'm if I have a show every month, it's great. But in order for me to really make a living and move my wife to another place and still be able to come back and forth, I need to consistently have two gigs on the books uh, a month, and that's what I want to talk to you guys about. It's that doesn't happen by hey, so-and-so just called me and asked me to do a gig next week. Sure, that happens. That stuff happens all the time. That's great. But um, And if you're getting that, that's, that's fucking that's unbelievable. That's amazing. But what you have to do in order to have this safety to be able to do it is you have to do that. You have to have it on the books months out. And these things that I have had booked, half of them have been last minute, which is great. I'll take it all day. And then the other half have been a couple of months out. And I'm getting better and better uh, every year. And as and actually right now, for example, the Little Rock, Arkansas gig that I just got back from, I had that in the books I think probably two months in advance, maybe even three. And then right now, I'm booked as far as January of 2023 of, of one gig a month. So... Uh, when I say gig, I mean a well-paying gig. I don't mean like in LA where you can do spots and nobody really pays you. Maybe they give you 20 bucks and you're just really more building your set and showing your face at the LA scene. But I mean like stuff that you can live off of. Um, it has to be in advance. It You have to, you know, just like you have a day job, you, you're counting on that paycheck to come on the first of the month you have rent. You're counting on that paycheck to come every two weeks. And when you work for yourself, when you're a stand-up comedian and a full-time artist, in order to have something to count on, there really isn't, but in order to have something to count on, you have to actively have books, uh, things on the books months in advance. And it's a full-time job. That means when you're not doing gigs, the time your time off, that means that you're just putting all your energy in filling the dates in the future. So I think that it is, I, I, I did really good in 2021. I'll touch on that in just a second. So I did pretty good in 2021. 2022 is even better. And now things are looking even more consistent with, um, you know, being booked all the way to next year, January. I'm already, I'm already working on January right now. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to get maybe one more gig in November maybe I'd like to get one gig in December, which I don't have anything in December yet, but I think I will. But it's going to happen because I'm going to make it happen. I'm not going to sit around and wait for the phone to call, for, for someone to call me. You know, the phone doesn't ring, guys. The phone does not ring. And that's a very scary thing if you want to live as an artist. So you're you think that, you know, yeah, if I lived as a comedian, I wouldn't have this day job and I would be able to, you know, work two weeks out of the month and then the other two weeks I'm just off you know it ain't a vacation the weeks that you're off you're not off it's another full-time job to make sure there's things in your calendar I will make sure that I have something in December I personally try not to travel a lot in November and December because of other obligations that I have I get busy around those seasons and it gets expensive to fly so uh you know the airports get crowded so I make I try not to work so much so I'm not mad that I don't have right now anything in December, I'd like to get one thing. But if I do get one thing, it'll be because I made sure I did. Or m- maybe something's going to fall on my lap. But but you can't count on it. 
Now, I've had several things fall on my lap this year, and that only happens because I've been doing it for 13 years. This February will be 14 years I've been doing stand-up. That means, and that doesn't mean I've been on, I've been a stand-up for 13 going on 14 years, and now things should just fall on my lap. No, that's not what happens. That happens from being out. That happens from showing your face. That happens from getting on stage consistently. That happens from making sacrifices and opening the show, you know, for another comic who takes you on the road and then being a better artist every time you walk off the stage, learning something new from every single show, from every single gig, you have to learn something new and apply it for the next time to the point where it's undeniable that these guys who are taking you on the road are seeing that you're getting better and they will throw you more work. Or it's undeniable that the shows, the people that run the shows and the bookers of these clubs, that they can't deny that you're, that you're great and they can use you. If you're great, undeniably great, they can use you. I know that you are great. I know that you also think that you're great, but you most of the time are not as great as you think that you are, and you should always be your own worst critic, and you should always be striving to be better. Um, but you have to become undeniable that these, like, these. there's no way that, you know, these people can not offer you work. I felt like I was in that position when I wasn't, you know what I mean? Uh, there were years where I opened for Joey Diaz. Now, that helped me out a lot. I learned a lot. It's an education. I would say if I if I were to say it hurt me at all, it would it, it hurt me in ways of just I probably got seen by places too soon and I also got a little spoiled from like the luxury life because I'm not trying to say anything poorly about Joey Diaz's career because he did not have the luxury life until I don't know the last 15 years that I knew him. You know, um but when I was touring with him, I started touring with him 10 years ago was the start of him blowing up. And when I started touring with him for the, you know, those eight years, I'd say eight to 10 years, it was the improvs, you know, it was like some of the best clubs in the entire country or theaters towards the end of, uh, you know, before the pandemic. At one point I was doing theaters with him before he moved, you know, arenas at, at some point. And, you, you know, these are great. This is great experiences. I learned 99% of it was it was a beneficial experience. I would say the 1% it was it was just that sometimes you would get seen too soon, you know. Like I said, you know, I thought I was so great and how come none of these clubs booked me to headline right after? Cuz that's what's supposed to happen. You know, if somebody with a name is supposed to take you on the road, but you're also supposed to be so good that the club will go, "You're good, you just don't have a name, so we're going to work you as an opener sometimes, or maybe we'll even give you a one-nighter to headline to see how you do on one of our off nights. You know, that's what's supposed to happen. And, and it's kind of stopped happening in our industry. You know, people just figured out that they can pack their clubs with names or even guys that weren't especially good or better than you because they just grew a huge social media following for whatever the reason, you know. And But towards the end, the last several years, I actually did get improvs and all these bigger clubs throwing me work because Joey brought me there. Um, but it just didn't happen as much. And then I'd say like the other reason I, I would say it hurt me is because I got spoiled doing these amazing rooms, guys. Especially when you're touring with a headliner like that. The green room was packed with Fiji waters. Fuck fucking, you know, the, the, the Costco 
Kirkland bottle waters. You know, when you're traveling with a headliner like that, the the room's packed with Fiji waters, sugar-free Red Bulls in the in the green room, snacks. There's already, you know, there's already weed in there waiting for you. They got little bongs and stuff like that. Like that's just like the the lap of luxury. The best hotels they put you up in. Uh, you know, a car service picks you up from the airport. A car service takes you to the club, and you know what I mean. Some some occasions I had theater. You got security that escorts you back to your room, uh, or to the car. Like I got a rock star experience when you open for some big names. I'm sure guys will tell you that right now. They open for Kreischer on on his buses, or you know, guys that open for Russell Peters. He takes them on the you know first class, all that stuff like that. This is a great experience, and and there's there's nothing like the education of opening for a comic who's done the worst of the road and the best of the road. So now that I'm headlining, which by the way, it came from the last few years when I actually was ready in those clubs would start to recognize it. But it came from as much as eight years of me opening for Joey, the most work I got from opening for someone was from Schubert, from Jimmy Schubert and Sam Tripoli. It was like the last several years. And a part of it is because like I was more ready to handle the work that they were going to throw at me. Okay, we talked about last week about you know having to be here so that you can handle being there later. So when I was put in those positions, I was finally recognized for it and thrown a bunch of more work because of it. Okay, um, <clears throat> so 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 that's where I am. But then now you know people are going to start you from the bottom, especially if you're not a name. You know the clubs that you're going to do aren't going to be the improvs. They aren't going to be. Uh, you know, these, these luxury places, they aren't going to put you up in the best hotels. You're going to do stuff where you're going to have to pay for your own flight, sometimes pay for your own hotel, pay for your own Ubers, and then just walk around to whatever shitty food is around you. Um, you know, or you're going to stay in a comedy condo that's not the nicest and things like that. Now, with that being said, I mean, one of the few comedy clubs that headlines me, and I headline a lot of places, I'd say. I headlined more than I featured this year, uh, whether it be from gigs I put together or be, you know, breweries and stuff like that. But there's a, the few comedy clubs, like established comedy clubs that headline me. One of them is the House of Comedies, which I consider to be one of the best clubs in and out of the country. They got like, I forget what it is now, three or four clubs in the country. They got two, they got two clubs in, uh, sorry, I don't know where you're listening to this. When I say in the country, I mean the, the United States. And then they have two clubs in Canada. When I the House of Comedy, I consider to be one of the best clubs, like of, of, as far as like chains go. They put you up at the best hotels. They put you up at you know when they do have a condo that is nearby the comedy club. It is like staying at a five star resort. So I'm not including that. And their comedy clubs are state of the art. You know the they they. You know, beautiful stages, beautiful rooms that are just so fun to perform in. But there are rooms where you're going to do where it is not as glamorous, you know. And and I'd say I got a little spoiled. I'd say I got a little spoiled. But this is a part of it. Now you're starting from the bottom as a headliner. I started at the bottom in every position to opener where I got to open for guys and live the lap of luxury and learn a lot. But now I am... Now I'm starting from the bottom as a headliner, and that's fine with me. You know that that's that's completely fine with me. It's not that I don't want to do those rooms. I, I fucking want to do it. And there's a lot of guys that would be lucky 
to have it. But now, back to the point of this episode is I want to let you know how do you get these gigs that I'm getting? How are you getting things in the book? So obviously a big chunk of it is I said I'm going to make sure it happens because the phone doesn't ring. I'm going to make sure there's things in the book. I'm going to actively. Guys, as I said, in February will be 14 years February of 2023, I will have been doing stand-up comedy consistently for 14 years. Okay? So, that comes from hard work. And, sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. What I was actually going to tell you is, in those 14 years, I have never had a manager. I have never had an agent. Maybe twice realistically once have i come close to even having representation um back when i filmed those two tv series uh stand up and deliver that there was a stand-up comedy show if it was originally on nouveau tv nouveau got bought out by i think it was fuse tv or or it's true tv now they still show my shit on there but when i did those the people that they were organized with were close someone someone there who was a producer ended up going on later to work with levity and then they were you know i was getting close to being represented by them and then that person didn't work there anymore i called back and said hey this person was about to represent me and they're just like you know nothing ever happened but in those 14 years i never had representation um a giant chunk of everything i've ever gotten was for me making sure stuff is on the books and you can do that several different ways you can do that by going out every night and showing your face and trying to get up everywhere obviously being funny obviously constantly trying to be a better performer hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And, you know, some of it came from comics that took me on the road, which, again, they wouldn't do, or at least they wouldn't do it twice if I didn't get the job done. So you got to be talented. you got to be good. you got to put the work in as a performer. So there's that. But, yeah, in those 14 years, I've done all this myself. So if you're waiting for the phone to ring, it doesn't ring. If your phone rings, fucking great. That's just that's that's the cherry on top. That's icing on the cake, but it ain't the cake. You got to make sure that you get at least like one to two gigs a month, and then if somebody throws you stuff on top of that, that's just icing on the cake. Great. You can't count on those. Okay. <clears throat> Other ways to consistently get work. So, and I know if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, I know that I can sound like a broken record, but guys. This is actually an unbroken record. This is an unbroken record of something beautiful that just works. It works beautifully and it works consistently because of your consistency. And when you go out and show your face, something good happens from it. It absolutely does. I mean, some, I'm not saying every time. Sometimes you might have to force yourself to go out. You don't feel like it, but 
I'm not even booked. Why am I going to go hang out at the comedy store tonight? You know, I'm, not, I'm just going to be in the way. Nobody over there shows me love. And maybe sometimes that's true. But if you do it enough times, you'll start to bump into somebody. Be like, hey, you want to do this show? You know, out of sight, out of mind. So if you're in sight, you're in mind. And maybe you showed up five times and then finally the fifth time, you're starting to pop into people's minds more because you just they saw you a bunch the last couple of weeks, you know. Um, if, if you think that you're not doing anything, like I've thought that before. I've thought like some I, I've literally thought to myself that by going out, I might be hurting myself because I'm such a kiss of death in this business that like I can only do worse. You know, I'm chopped liver in this fucking town to some people in some people's eyes. If I go out, I can only do worse. I've actually thought that to myself. You know, you think to yourself, why do a podcast? I only get, you know, so-and-so listeners. Is it even worth it? And then you go like, should I even post this 30-second Instagram reel? You know, I think it's funny, but, you know, my last reel only got like 100 views. I'm watching people get thousands and thousands of views. Why should I even do it? Guys, do it. Because you know who... follows comics 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 follow comics if you post something that you're going to be performing somewhere maybe nobody's going to buy tickets but you know what comics are following you and they're going to see you now if somebody keeps appearing in your feed even if you only got 30 views if you have a podcast out there and you put it out there and, and, and somebody's going to just keep thinking of you someone's going to be thinking you. i've literally thought to myself before like i need a comic in this town I need someone to open for me, and I couldn't think of anybody that I knew in that town. That I just open Instagram and I start just scrolling, and then the first comic, especially in the morning, I do this in the morning. A lot of comics aren't up early, and I see that someone was on Twitter this morning. Oh, I know that guy. He lives near that area. Let me ask him if he wants to go on the road with me. I wouldn't have thought if they, if they weren't there. So you gotta wake up early. You gotta fucking put the work in. I know you want to be a rock star comic and you want to sleep in and do shows at night. And that's great. And some people, that's just their lifestyle. But sometimes you got to have a lifestyle change. You <clears throat> you, you got to do the, the – you're always going to have a day job. Even if you're just a comic, you always got to have a day job. You got to be putting in the work. So let me tell you some – let me tell you a story. <clears throat> let me tell you – this is why I say show your face, go out. Guys, I didn't even want to come – down here and do this podcast tonight i was trying to talk myself out of it and mind you i live upstairs all i have to do is walk out my door walk downstairs to my studio down here and do this podcast here for what 30 minutes and i was trying to talk myself out of that it was so fucking hot today i'm like maybe i'll do it later in the week it's so hot down there in the garage you know i was trying to talk myself out i know what it is i know what it feels like to not want to go out to talk yourself out of it for so many reasons. Ah, I could only do worse by showing my face. I know what it means to, you know, not feel like going out and you just feel like staying home sometimes, especially if you've been working all week, whether it be a day job or I just got back from the road and I want to be home now. You know what I mean? I know what it feels like to be burnt out. I've been working hard for fucking almost 14 years. I know the feeling. This isn't this isn't me saying I'm better than you. This is me trying to relate to you. I've been there. I know the fucking feeling of not wanting to do it. And some of you comics, you don't even have a wife. A lot of comics live with another comic, a roommate, or you live in a studio apartment. You don't, I got a wife and a dog. I got lots of reasons that I just want to fucking stay home, especially after I've been working all day or on the road all week. But you've got to do it. You think it's not helping you? It's helping you. 
You don't even realize it's helping you. Oh, my podcast only has 20 downloads. Guys, fucking keep doing it. Consistency eventually pays off, okay? You know, you record your podcast. So what? There's only 20 people listening to it, 50 people listening to it. So what? Put a product out that you're proud of and each time make sure that you're getting better than the last one. And then same goes for whatever product you're putting out. A sketch on social media, a funny stand-up clip, a podcast, whatever you're putting out, someone's going to see it and you're just staying in people's minds. You think it's not helping. It helps. Go out every night. Make sure you're getting on stage. And then even even after you, you, know, you got on stage for the night, go to the next place even if you're not getting on stage there. Hang. Show your face. Remind people you haven't gone anywhere. You're still in this. Uh, let people see you working hard. You know, take gigs that maybe it's not as luxury as you would like it to be. It doesn't pay as much as you would like it to pay. But take it. Because somewhere around, along the lines, you're going to need a paycheck. And maybe they didn't pay what you wanted, but somewhere along the lines, that money is going to sound pretty good. Whether it's $20 or, or fucking $500. Whatever you are in your life, at one point, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be helpful. I do $20 gigs all the time. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to get on a plane for it. But I do, I do $20 gigs, you know, around town. Somebody goes, ah, throw you gas money. They Venmo it to me. I take those all day. That pays that, that pays for my uh, workout class. I'm in a workout class three times a week. I pay the person on my workout class by Venmoing them for the session each time. I, I, I've never even had to pay them out of my own pocket. I mean, obviously, that comes from my pocket, but it doesn't come from my checking account. It's coming for, to me from the money that's just sitting in my Venmo from me doing like 15-minute spots around town. While I was sitting here, someone texted me from a show I did a couple weeks ago. Hey, I never paid you. Then mow me the money. You know they're gonna Venmo me. Guys, it's twenty dollars. But it adds up. That pays for my workout class. You know how do you get to a place where you have money adding up in your Venmo that you could just you know maybe pay your cell phone bill with or your jujitsu class for the week? I'm not saying you're gonna pay your rent on it, but you never know. Maybe you, you know overdrawn and you don't have gas in your car to get to the next club be like i got that money sitting in venmo let it accumulate from just doing spots fucking take everything so let me tell you this story i just did a week in little rock arkansas i explained to you guys the last episode i think it was that i don't really want to feature for any anybody anymore but i still will if it's a cool person that i'm opening for and if it's a club i'm not in at yet and i want them to see me so that's why I did Little Rock, Arkansas. I've never done the, any of the Looney Bins. And uh, the Comedian Tricks, he's originally from Canada. Really good dude. He lives in the States now. He lives in Vegas. And um, he took me. He said, I think that you should be headlining those clubs. I know you're a headliner. But just come feature with me. Let them see you. And that's what I did. So I got the week in Arkansas featuring for him. You know, Was it the pay that I normally get? No. But it's still, it's still a paycheck. It's still a paycheck that'll pay for half my rent this month. And I appreciate the fucking work. But more than anything, I appreciate the opportunity for someone to see me. Okay? So, now, let me tell you how I got the Little Rock, Arkansas gig. I was in Vegas. 
I was in Las Vegas doing the LA Comedy Club at the Stratosphere. And Trix, who lives in Vegas, wasn't performing that week. Came by to hang. I think he did a guest set on one of the shows. But just came by to hang. Saw me go up and was like, dude, where the fuck did this guy come from? How have I never heard of this guy? So, and who do, who does he work with a lot? He works with the House of Comedies a lot, who already headlined me, you know. So, he knows they gave me the stamp of approval. He saw me with his own eyes. So then he saw me in Vegas. He knows I'm good. I had him on my podcast. We hit it off well. He's a very nice guy. Um, <clears throat> we've talked here and there. But he saw me that day in Vegas. Now, why was I in Vegas? I was in Vegas featuring for Jimmy Schubert. Again, I don't really want to feature for nobody anymore, but um, the Stratosphere doesn't book me to headline yet. And I think that they will very soon. It's my second time featuring there. And no, sorry, that was my first time featuring there since I've featured again. Um, so they've already used me twice as a feature. I think I'm very close to getting bumped up to headline. Not to mention it's opening for Jimmy Schubert, which is one of the guys I'll still agree to open for. So um, <clears throat> just because he's cool to hang out with and I don't ever have to worry about a comic coming to me afterward telling me to tone it down or don't do that joke. It's too dirty because they don't want to follow it. I don't ever have to worry about that with fucking Schubert because he's a beast. He fucking follows anybody. So that is enough, those are reasons I pick and choose who I'll open for also. But anyway... <clears throat> So that was in Vegas featuring for Schubert. Okay. That's how I fucking got that. Now Schubert's been a guy I featured for for maybe four years. Him and I are good friends. We used to live on the corner from my house. Um, but do you know where I met him? At the La Jolla Comedy Store. Fucking San Diego. I met a guy that lives around the corner from my house. That I obviously knew of because he's a legend comic. But he, I never knew he lived around the corner from my house until we were sharing a condo. How did I get the condo? How do I get? How did I get the comedy store one? Back in the day, Emily booked me on it. She used to book, uh, you know, the supporting acts for uh, San Diego back then. <clears throat> and now, what does she book? Now she's the fucking GM. Now she's the fucking manager of the comedy store in Hollywood. So. And how, and how did I get that? I, I couldn't even tell you. Probably from showing my face every single night at the comedy store, or at least on Mondays. Uh, Joey Diaz rec introducing me to them. At the time, it was Adam Egit and then her. Uh, you know what I mean? Just, it snowballs. It comes in from people seeing you have put in hard work. Now, you may listen to what I'm telling you right now and tell you like, oh, everything you got is because someone handed it to you. No, no one handed fucking nothing to me. They could have handed it to somebody else and maybe somebody else wouldn't have gotten the job done. They handed it to me because they know I can get the job done. They know that I'm good. They handed it to me because I showed up, because I put in the work. Because regardless of how many views I got on, on my fucking stand-up clip, I keep putting them out. Regardless of how many subscribers I have to my podcast, I keep putting them out. Consistency pays off and it adds up just like the money in your Venmo account. It adds up over time. Keep going. Keep, keep being consistent because when you're 13 years into comedy, you're going to have contacts and relationships as you should and, and you'll be ready to handle the work that they'll throw you. So it just trickled upward. You know what I mean? Shit 
falls downhill, but guess what fucking falls uphill? Not shit. So, you know, from one person introducing me there, I got, I got booked to, you know, open the show. So I stayed in the condo in San Diego, met Jimmy Schubert, who was the headliner that weekend. We hit it off, found out where we live on the corner from each other. Then he started telling me, dude, you're a fucking great comic and you're a cool guy to hang out with. Come do this one with me. Then he took me to do, uh, I think it was House of Comedy in Phoenix first. I featured there a couple of times. <clears throat> then I just featured for Schubert for like four years. Then he took me to Vegas. Hopefully I'll be headlining there soon. That's where Trick saw me. Trick asked me to feature for him in Little Rock. I just did Little Rock. I just got passed this week in Little Rock. Then, not only that, while I was in Little Rock, sitting there sharing the condo with Tricks, you know, uh, the House of Comedy Phoenix offered him the New Year's Eve weekend. I'm sitting there right with him. We're having a good time. We're relaxing together. He knows I'm doing great at all the shows. I just got passed. Usually at the at the Looney Bins, they were telling me, you know, they'll watch you all week, and by Sunday, they'll actually tell you if you if they're passing you or not. And they will tell you. If you didn't pass, they'll p- tell you, I'm not passing you. Guys, I got passed by Friday. They didn't even wait till the end of the week. So I'm sitting there. You know, I did. Trick sees I'm having great sets. He sees the club just passed me. He sees that he can have a good time hanging out with me. I don't bother him. Um, I hung out when he wanted to hung, hang out. But at the same time, when we each want our own space, I'm good like that too. I'll hang with you. When the time is appropriate, but when you want your space, I'll give you your space. So I'm sitting there right in front of him, and he goes, hey, you want to do uh, Phoenix with me? So there you go. Now, I ain't worried to feature for him in Phoenix because that's a house of comedy who already headlines me, so I ain't even worried about it. I didn't already have a New Year's Eve date, and I didn't think house of comedy was going to give me one of their New Year's Eve dates to headline, so I took it. But I got that because I was in Little Rock. Everything comes from something. So, that's the point. It's not a broken record, although I know I sound like that. It's an unbroken record that just goes round and round and round as long as you keep putting the needle down. And you keep putting the needle down, you got to put in the work. If you want the phone to ring, show up, get the job done, and keep being consistent. Being consistent with your set. Being consistent with showing up. Be consistent with, um, <clears throat> you know just getting the job done this is how you get work you get work from work you get work from work so I'm not telling you guys I got the best career but I'm telling you I'm working on it and every year I'm making sure it's getting better and 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 it it is working you know so you might be like well work comes for work but how did you get the first job guys I got the first job from it all started that one day where I decided I wanted to be a stand-up comedian and I decided to go do an open mic. That's where it all started. It all went uphill from there. Sure, there were some peaks and valleys. There were some ups and downs. But it was all, in the end, it's always going to be uphill as long as you keep at it and you keep growing and you keep consistent. Just keep going around on that record, man. Just keep at it. You already are moving uphill the second you made the decision to get on stage. The second you made the decision to follow your dreams or to be an artist at, at whatever it is, the second you picked up a guitar or you picked up a drumstick or you picked up a paintbrush or you picked up a pen or a laptop or whatever it is or your phone where you put out content, whatever, 
the second you decided to get on stage and stop being a pussy already is the moment you already started to go up and you didn't even know it yet. I don't give a fuck if you bombed. There ain't no steps backwards in this industry. There ain't no step steps backwards in the arts. There's only steps forwards because everything that pushes you back, you learn from and you come back even stronger as long as you're consistent. Okay? So the second I stepped at an open mic, I, you know, I, I just kept doing open mics. And eventually I got a job at the HaHa from doing the HaHa open mics. First it started with, hey, you want to DJ for a spot? Things like that. But I that snowballed into, you know, eventually I ended up managing that club. And I'm not saying that's a good thing, but I do think every comic should work some position at a comedy club for a limited amount of time. It, you'll absolutely learn a lot. You'll, you'll learn how to be treated, how to treat other comics. You'll learn how to be a better comic. You'll get to watch pros. You get to talk with comics. You get to meet comics. They'll take you on the road with them. And that's how I met Joey. I was putting him up, you know. This is at a time before he blew up. He was living around the corner from the haha. He used to come by, and he was a dirty comic that the club didn't want to book. And at the time, he wasn't back at the store yet. He was still not doing the store. Um, so I used to be like, I don't give a fuck if he's dirty. I used to call him every night and be like, you want to come close out this late show? So I was giving him spots. And then him and I would sit outside, and we'd talk, and we'd have a good time having food, having, you know, candy from the smoke shop next door we'd go and buy. And we'd just talk. We'd laugh. We'd hang out. We'd have a good time. So as I always say, there's two things that get comics to take you on the road with them. Be funny and show that you're, you know, always working at that and always working hard and putting the work in. And you got to get along with the comic. Show that you're cool to hang with. You're not going to be intrusive of someone's space, but you're also going to be down to hang when they want to fucking, you know, hang with someone. So... That's how I got that. And then eventually I became tight with Joey. And then eventually I went to the, you know, he saw that I was good enough on stage. Always getting better. He, he recommended me to people. And then, you know, Emily at the comedy store gave me, things just fucking snowballed upwards, you guys. And that's how things happen. It happens from staying consistent, showing up when you don't want to show up. And keep putting it out there because I know you may not think it, anything's coming of it. You may not think so. There's a couple of comics in Nebraska I got opening for me. One of them I talked to today. How did they get that gig opening for me? Someone I knew knew someone in Nebraska recommended me for the gig. Why did your name come up? And I didn't only ask one person. I asked two people, and two people, their name came up. That comes from consistency. That comes from showing up, putting the work in. And people seeing you that you're doing it. So keep at it, everybody. That's the message of today. Um, keep on that record. Keep putting the needle down on that record and keep it spinning, regardless if you think it's doing anything or not. Because you're doing this for you. At the end of the day, you're doing this for you. You ain't doing it for anybody else. I like making people laugh. That's great. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's a lie. Maybe it's true. You do like pe- making people laugh. But at the end of the day, comics were narcissistic motherfuckers. Yeah, you might like make, making people laugh, but don't you mean you like to hear people laugh while you're standing in a spotlight on stage in front of them because it gives you gratification? Don't you, mean, don't you think that's what it means? So at the end of the day, you're doing this for you. And if you were in this for the money and the fucking followers and the fame, then you, you, maybe you would have quit a long time ago. I would have quit a long time ago, but no, I'm in this for me as an artist and to never turn my back on the style of art that I do, that I believe in and the work that I believe in and just keep going. 
Because at the end of the day, you're doing it for you. So who cares if one person saw it? Who cares if no one saw it? You saw it. And you liked it. And then you saw what you would have done differently next time. And you go go do it differently next time. So keep that going. It's too hot down here for me. That's the message I wanted to give you guys today. It was a short one. I personally feel it was a powerful one. And I really hope you take this to heart. I said it out loud for me to hear. And I'm taking it to heart. In 2023, there's going to be some changes in my life. And I'm going to try to fill up six months in advance of 2023. I'm going to always try to be like, I'm saying six months from now, but I'm always going to try to be like at least three months in the books to have job security. Sure, things are going to cancel, but have it there. Just have it there. Sure, maybe the phone ain't going to ring. That's why you got these things. Just keep at it. Keep going. Keep accumulating. And that's it, everybody. That's the message of today. I'm Augustino Zoida. I hope to see you guys at one of the upcoming shows. Um, If I'm coming to a town near you, Nebraska next week. Omaha on the 15th. That's a Thursday, September 15th. And then September 16th, Friday, I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska. And then on the 16th, Saturday, there's no show. I'm going to the Huskers game. I'll see you there tailgating. And then... um, Massachusetts, I'll be in Worcester on October 7th and then doing Foxborough on uh, October 8th and then October 9th, Sunday. You won't see me do a show because I'm going to be at the Patriots game and you can see me in the stands there. And then I, I'll keep you guys posted on everything else. So get tickets for those things coming up right now. AugustinoComedian.com or HomeschooledPod.com. Click on tour. HomeschooledPod.com. Click on tour thanks for tuning into the homeschool podcast where we document the journey i'm augustino zoida don't forget the only love can save the world i'll see you guys next time peace homeschool podcast homeschool the homeschool podcast why because it was homeschool i don't want to do that (laughs) okay i don't want to do that at all